0: joining us now. He's been a lot of fun in the past, and we are determined to thank him by keeping him on his assembly line schedule. It seems like he just got here, but he's actually the sixth-year Boston College head coach. He's looking good, as always. He's looking tan. He's got the cool mustache going. He loves smash-mouth football and he has a heck of a line and running back to make that dream come true this year. We're talking about Steve Adazio of BC. Coach, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you?
1: I'm great. Great to be here. Appreciate it.
0: We have heard descriptions of those in the coaching profession, pro-end college, as like hired guns, right? Like you guys live this nomadic existence and you jump from city to city and school to school. In your case, I know you were born in the New England area, raised there, high school star there, college player in the state mm. of Connecticut. I also know you happen to be, as I am, a Catholic guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> elaborate on what we all know to be true. This is not just another job for Steve Adazio in Boston College.
1: Right, I mean, my whole career, you know, I wanted to be at Boston College. I wanted to get back to the Northeast. And uh, as you mentioned, you know, my, my Catholic faith is very, very important to my wife, my family, myself. And, and, and I love that piece um, of the Jesuit education at Boston College. And, and uh, it's special. So it's a passion. And um, I'm very proud and honored to be able to have the spot that I have here. And I get to be around the kids. Our kids are unbelievable guys. Like, I go to work every day. I don't have issues, you know. They go to class. They love ball, they tackle ball, and uh, they're fun to be around. And uh, we finally have you know, we've got a good basis built up right now. We have a, some real talent and some experience, and I think we can uh, challenge this year.
0: I think I bothered you at breakfast one of these years when we were together with stories about we have a statewide show here in North Carolina, and, of course, your basketball team has our guests North Carolina Natives, Kai Bowman, Mark, right. uh, Jerome Robinson's now in the NBA, right. but you know the deal there. Coach Christian right. has tapped our backyard. I don't think you have as many prominent examples right. of, of that kind of story, but those guys mentioned what you mentioned about your passion for BC. Is it clear to your recruits that they're signing up for something that is different than what, you know, than the machine that college football can be at other places?
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any question. I think one of the key things at BC, I'm, I'm sure in basketball, but I'm telling it for sure in football, is we've got to do a great job in recruiting of identifying the guys that can help us win and that also buy into and appreciate, want to be a part of what BC is all about. You don't come to BC if you're not interested in academics and interested in your degree. I mean, in in in, in our team is a high character team, and it's a it's a unique place. So, you know, probably not for everybody, but but you know, very very appealing to those guys that want the whole experience.
0: You've had you've shared your story in your own way over the years about a BC commitment or signing is more of the 50-year commitment than the four or five-year commitment. Does it still matter beyond that? that even with that academic, athletic, social, Catholic backdrop, that you still have Matt Ryan of Boston College, prominent NFL QB, MVP, Luke Kuechly in our backyard. He's in the building building here right now. Is he really? I hadn't seen him yet. I mean, how does that register with the 16s and 17-year-olds that you're recruiting? Because when you put it all together, it becomes an even more compelling picture.
1: Well, that's exactly what we talk about, right? What we talk about is, hey, you have a chance to come get an elite Ivy League education, yet you're playing at the very highest level of college football and one of the best conferences and the best side of that conference, uh, and and you're challenged every day. No, by the way, you can come part, be a part of a team that when you walk in that locker room, you're around a bunch of great dudes that are going to help bring the best out of you, not the worst out of you. So I think that it is all about that. And, you know, it's funny, Catholic, non-Catholic, one of the greatest experiences of our for our team and they would tell you that whether they're a Catholic or not is to we have a pregame mass and father Jack Butler does the mass and his message in the homily is so impactful to our players and then at the sign of peace when our players hug each other it's really the most moving one of the most moving experiences that they have in our program and they'll tell you that and I think that's really cool you know so you know that the faith concept is 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 alive and well and 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 i think a big part of what the experience is at boston college
0: i grew up in philly and i know you were previously the head coach at temple but when i was a young boy there wasn't really a prominent college football program in southeastern pa you had joe paterno in penn state but we would adopt teams and like as a catholic boy notre dame was an option and bc was an option whether i think of 1970 something as a young boy or 2018 steve adazio's bc I think big, strong, nasty, smart offensive lineman. I think, nowadays, A.J. Dillon, but we could list a parade of others as running backs there. What is it about BC generally, or you personally, legendary offensive line coach, that continues to embrace smash-mouth football as it feels like, also in my lifetime, man, well, you know better than I, we have had an unbelievable evolution to throwing the ball all over the place.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think that when you look back at Boston College in their history, in Syracuse, and you know, a lot of them, I've been at all of them, the Northeast schools, when they've been good, they've been physical, they've been tough and they can run the football. And maybe some of that has to do with the weather conditions. I mean, you know, you, you want to come up there and play in October and November and December, yeah. you know, you, you, you've got to be able to run the football. I mean, if you're in an indoor or if you're in a great climate, you can chuck it around. That's one thing. It tr- you try that on for size sometimes when the weather doesn't cooperate with you. It's not so good. And so I think that's part of it. But I just think the identity that, you know, the Northeast has got that rugged, tough, you know, Boston's a, You know, tough sports city, unforgiving, and I think it all kind of Philly same way. I mean, it all goes it all goes hand in hand, you know, and and we embrace that. Our players embrace that, and a lot of our kids come from where the Northeast, the five-hour radius, New Jersey, you know, Pennsylvania, uh, Massachusetts, Connecticut, New York, and 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 so they've they've been raised in that. You know, that, that fall when the leaves change and the, you see your breath in the air and that's in, you embrace that. I can remember when I was coaching down in Florida, it was a little bit the opposite. No one was embracing that. You know, we were concerned if we went all the way up to play Vanderbilt at <laughs> Vanderbilt, how they'd handle like, oh, my God, it's like 50 degrees, right? So it's just a little different mindset, you know.
0: You know how fans are the longer you're there they right. want to see you go to the next level right, right. and in year 6 right they can get tired of 7 and 6 right. even if a bowl game is an accomplishment when you look at this year's combination of talent depth right. experience all the usual fans about whether the expectation should be that it's time for a breakthrough for your eagles
1: well i think we talk about it with our team taking the next step there was a big there was a big topic in spring bowl how do you know what do we have to do to take the next step And I think for me, this is the first time I was able to say, "Okay, guys, we we need to take the next step. And this is what we need to go about doing that. And and here's the plan and how we're going to how that's going to happen. And and, and that's where we are right now. And uh, but the margin for error from going from six to seven wins to nine or ten wins. And that that's a tight that's tighter margin than people probably really understand when you look at the teams that we have to play and we have to beat to get there. But. Having said that, that's our goal right now. That's what we're talking about right now. Competing for a conference championship, not getting bowl eligible, even though that's clearly in route to that, right? Um, and and you you know when you when you start to make that leap and you start talking like that, it makes you, as a coach you get nervous, right? Because you're saying, okay, you know we you yeah. know now we're talking about it, but you got to back it up. And 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 that's all part of this journey.
0: Steve Adazio joining us. You can follow coach on Twitter at bccoachadazio goofy question as we keep you on your assembly line schedule here at media day have you felt the need at all to learn about the video game Fortnite to continue to be identifying with your players or recruits or is that different at bc
1: i don't know if it's different or not it's funny you asked me i was listening to all this Fortnite questions along the way here in in, in this media day today I don't know Fortnite, Schmortnite. Okay. okay, you wouldn't uh, notice
0: it if it was on the screen and you walk through the room. No, no, would, no, no. I,
1: I know, I know the name. I've right, heard the name, right. so I heard You're it like a bunch me. today. You know, Fortnite. You know, maybe, you know, I don't know. Does that have something to do with football, recruiting? I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah. It's beyond me. But, like, I'll, I, I like to kind of take pride in the fact that I'm going to have to learn about this now. You know, if it's going to be the topic of the conversation, then I'm going to get on top of this. But if I, I'd, be, I'd be less than truthful if I told you I, I knew be, anything about what you're mentioning.
0: I respect your candor, Coach. Yeah. As the father of two teenagers, yeah. I know a little more than you do, but not a lot more. And I, yeah. I felt the need to sort of look into it because I have a teenage boy and a teenage yeah. girl. All right, last thing. Yesterday happened to be, I kid you not, National Hot Dog Day. So a two-part question as we thank you for your time and and send you into what I hope is another good season for you. A, have you ever met an adult who says he prefers no condiments at all on a hot dog? I don't mean like a six-year-old or a two-year-old. Bronco Mendenhall, your colleague at UVA, says that's his preference. I, I'm a 50-year-old man who had never heard of that from an adult until yesterday. First of all, you're talking that.
1: to me, okay? And I don't even want to talk about a hot dog, okay? So that's let's have that start. I want to talk about like a meatball. I want to talk about oh. a cannoli. I want to talk about a dish of macaroni. Oh. I'm not interested in talking about a hot dog, but if you're going to make Can me talk about me a hot dog... Like yeah, I'm going to chili, give you the answer. I'm going, to t- I'm going to put sauerkraut, mustard, oh. and relish, and oh. onions oh. on that thing, or chili on that oh. thing. I mean, like, think about it. Like, a little hot dog and a little bun that's going to fire you up i'd rather eat cardboard
0: i'm with you man yeah all right i have to add this yeah half of my family my mom's side italianos yeah all right well i had an aunt named josephine of This is the
1: best part of you go ahead I,
0: I had a grandmother who her name was clara acetta yeah beautiful. okay uh they made homemade meatballs before the mummers parade in philly yeah. every year right family food Fun, they right. made their own pasta. I just felt like I needed to volunteer. So, you're going to talk I about saw, hot dogs? I saw it was National Hot Dog Day, I saw the sparkle in your eyes, so I felt like I needed to share that. Yeah, I
1: heard you. some story your yesterday. Family. Mark Rick was talking about with a great cook and connoisseur of food, and then they started talking about a hot dog with like beans and something on. Like, come on, man, you're going to waste people's time talking about he that. He has
0: a recipe for hot dog wow. delight.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't even have that conversation. Now, you
0: have to share with us as we send you on. What is that Italian dream meal? Since it, you, you had a sparkle in your eye, Coach, when right. that came up.
1: Yeah, well, there, there's a lot of them, but I think a really nice piece of Brajal with some cavadils.
0: Oh, he's got the pronunciation, too. That's special, right?
1: <laughs> and the bread. You have to have the right bread. Yeah. That's why I want to hear these conversations about hot dog buns and bread. Come on. I, I want the, the <laughs> hard-crust, beautiful bread with a little bit of oil and garlic, and it's, right? I could make your mouth water right now. You, now you're, doing, now you're, re, you're, you're regretting doing. ever having the hot dog conversation. Right yeah, now.
0: but I'm excited about what you've shared about yeah. your team and your culinary yeah. favorites, man. Uh, it's always fun, Coach. Yeah, good good luck here. this year. Thank, Thank you. you for the time, as always, on the David Glenn Show. And thanks for answering our calls during the regular season no when we call for our state. Thank you. All right, all the best. He's then. a lot of fun. Steve Adazio, Boston College, on Twitter at BCCoachAdazio.